0: Greetings everybody, it's Adi Boomaye, and you are here for yet another episode of Just a Reminder Boxing Talk. Now today I have yet another interview with a very good friend of mine, Darnell West, a.k.a. the rapper Conquest out of California. I'm very excited to do it, one of the coolest, most original people I've ever met. But before I get him on here, I want to do something that I haven't done real quick. So I told you all before several times, I'm not the type to clout chase, I'm not going to live off a hype of bringing other people down. But sometimes when on social media, or I say sometimes rather lightly, one can note that boxing fans tend to make some asinine picks and assessments. Now, there's one person who isn't necessarily a villain towards me. Like, he's still my Facebook friend, friend, I mean, but... um. At the same time, he has a habit of making obscure picks. I mean, that's cool, because not everyone has to have the same opinion. But he's also the type that when he makes uh, such obscure picks and opinions be heard, he says weird, very weird stuff as backup. Like, if we remove feelings and uh, emotions from this fight, then one will tend to agree with what I just said here, which is... I just find that kind of disrespectful, I don't want to say insulting, but it's very annoying, insulting to my intelligence as a boxing fan, if anything else, because I'm I'm not biased. Like, just because I like a guy and he uh, is fighting a fighter that I don't like, if the fighter I don't like is touching him up, I'm going to believe that, or I'm going to admit that. So, anyway, this person I'm referring to is also kind of stuck in the now. But um he said on a post that he did not make that Javante Davis would win against Manny Pacquiao at one hundred thirty five. In his criteria, after saying like there was a lot of things to take into account, he said that Gervonta Davis perfect and I quote perfect timing and superior power would come into play and ultimately get him the win. So before I do that, I want to say I've let my negative perception about Javante Davis be known a few times on here. But I do want to say congratulate him, congratulations to him on his recent victory against Hector Luis Garcia. I thought that was the best he's looked in years. I mean, I thought it was an even fight, 76-76, going to the stoppage, but... He started to pick up steam more and more as the bout went on. He ultimately adjusted and uh, got the win against a good fighter and Garcia. I knew Garcia was going to be a good test for him once uh, Garcia had those back-to-back wins over Chris Colbert and, uh, and Roger Gutierrez, but, I mean, I didn't pick him to win. I mean, I still knew he was going to win rounds, and that's what he did, in my opinion, but once again, congratulations to Tank. But moving on to the assessment. So first off for one to say that Tank has superior punching power to Manny Pacquiao and I know that comp doesn't always necessarily tell who has greater punching power but often it does and that said Manny Pacquiao has stopped better fighters through the course of his career that's not even close. And even though the knockout stopped coming for a long time after he got to Walter White, he still dropped a good number of people. And it's honestly hard to say that Javante Davis would do the same, given how he's looked at 135 and up. Another thing, that was honestly one of the weirdest things I've seen a boxing fan say in recent memory is that Javante Davis's timing is perfect. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. It's actually rather impressive, but I... For one to call him perfect, I think he would have to be ranked in the upper echelons of counterpunches throughout boxing history. Now, as Tanner and I, most specifically Tanner, discussed on our interview, Juan Manuel Marquez has a very, very strong case as the best counterpuncher of all time. So, that being said, with arguably the best or... At the very least, one of the absolute best counterpunchers of all time, taking forty-two rounds to time Manny Pacquiao and actually put him to sleep with that one shot he had been looking for that whole time. That just feels so wrong. Because in my opinion, for one to say that Javante Davis is a perf has perfect timing in a sense would. Make him a better counterpuncher than Juan Manuel Marquez, given how long it took such an insane counterpuncher all that time to do that against Manny Pacquiao. Which, that claim, in my opinion, is just wrong. I know we are all welcome to having our own opinions, but that one is just wrong. And on top of that, after debunking what he said in Gervonta Davis's favor, we had to look. Everything that Manny Pacquiao has shown through his career is wrong for Javante Davis. He's never, never ever faced someone with nearly the same speed as Pacquiao. He's never faced anybody with the same punching power, whether single shot or accumulative, never faced anybody as skilled. And on top of that, Javante Davis time and time again has shown susceptibility to pressure And more importantly, to varying offensive angles. Now mix that in with Manny Pacquiao's blistering speed and power. And we have ourselves, in my opinion, one of the most stylistically nightmarish fantasy matchups that Gervonta Davis could be placed in. So I'm not even going to just write Gervonta Davis off in the sense like I'll give him time and then I'll put him against Manny Pacquiao later through the years on my head because Given what Javante Davis has shown now, which is quite good, I don't think that stylistically anything he has can match up to Manny Pacquiao. And I do want to backtrack a bit and say just because um, I don't think that he has like the timing to put Manny Pacquiao out, that doesn't mean I don't think he can score a knockdown or so. And I'm also not trying to say that Manny Pacquiao can't be beaten by any other counter punches just because of how long it took Marquez to officially beat him. But that said, Manny Pacquiao's advantages are way too great and obvious for someone like Javante Davis to ever beat him. And that's all I had to say about that. Alright, so now that that absurd claim has been debunked, I have a very special guest joining me, one of my very best friends, one of the coolest dudes I've ever met, and one of the most underrated rappers to ever grace this universe. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Darnell West, a.k.a. Conquest.
1: Yo, what it do, man? Thanks for having me on your podcast, man. I just want to start off to say shout out to the Boxing Puthos, shout out to Francisco Julio, Michael Morgan, and Ali yay. We out here on the West Coast, this is California, so you're going to hear a lot of West Coast slang, y'all like me? So let's get it, baby.
0: Oh, yes, man, it's a pleasure having you on. I've wanted to have you on since I before I even made this, and as I was just telling you, you were one of my biggest like inspirations for making the podcast. So I appreciate all the support you've been giving me before and during my podcast. Community. I
1: After drivel for shizzle, my nizzle. I'm proud of you, you know what I'm saying? You took
0: that step, you know
1: what I'm saying? And I, you know, I hope your podcast going to do. You know what I mean?
0: I appreciate that, and I, I hope so. I really, really do. I think about it every day. I know I haven't been working as hard as I should be, but I have big plans for 2023. Um, So to start things off, I want to say congratulations to Liam Beefy Smith on his win last night. And I got to say, Darnell, because you and I were chopping it up live in uh oh, we, I might have to switch rooms. But anyway, <laughs> you and I were chopping it up live during, but at the same time, I don't think I know anybody that was as hype about the win as you
1: were. Man, it was a shock. You know what I'm saying? i was surprised because Liam Smith do got them hands. You know what I'm saying? they call him beefy. Oh, yeah, he absolutely
0: does. And, um, he, another...
1: and I could tell round one, when he when he hit him with his head, kind of like bobbled a little bit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he about to, yeah, he, he could, that. Yeah, I saw Remember too. I was telling you? I was telling you, he's going to counter him with a big right. I think it was a left hook that he hit him with, though.
0: Yep, yep, you were right. And um, when I saw him hurt Eubank in the first round, I was like, am I seeing things? Like, (laughs) maybe his balance was off, but, like, yeah. The thing is, a lot of people – now, before I say what I'm about to say, I don't want to say that, like, Liam Smith is some, like, unbeatable juggernaut, but he's not. But commentators are often, like – Maybe not harsh, but they they just kind of underestimate him. They make him sound like basic, like he can't really do much or bring much to the table, or that he's just powerless. But no, he has some power, and I mean he's he's pretty crafty in there. And I mean, I, I thought that showed. I thought his defense looked as good as ever.
1: His oh yeah, um, was
0: clearly good. So
1: not not to cut you off. He basically he to me it looks like he mastered the like yeah, his, absolutely. if you notice he he never dropped his hands his hands was up never, like he's a never. coach's he's a perfect boxer for a coach because when you tell him to do something he's gonna do it to the tee like he never put his hands down he never dropped his jab he kept his head down his chin was tucked and you know and and and, and skills don't get me wrong he he looking he's trying to look like a little Roy jones jr out there but at the same time only roy Just jones can be roy, back, roy jones
0: only one roy jones ever
1: only he can have that athleticism that he had and that twitch reflex and all of that lamb smith just did basic boxing and he broke him down like a like a real boxer is supposed to do
0: you know what i mean you're supposed to make him look like a clown when they try to clown you touching on what you said um a lot of people say like fighters are basic and they make it sound like a bad thing but i don't i don't think that's ever a bad thing because if one can master the basics like you said then they got something going like um, I mentioned on a recent episode how a Facebook friend of mine said Gilberto Ramirez was gonna beat Dimitri Pavol and that he was a better fighter because he wasn't basic. But look how that fight went.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Ain't nothing wrong with basic boxing. It's called it's called mastering right. the basic fundamentals. Like that's oh, like yeah,
0: absolutely. You know what I mean? I do Tim say, Duncan um... didn't
1: do nothing flashy in the basketball world,
0: you know what I mean? But he gonna he
1: gonna score every time, he gonna back you down the backboard every time. That's what Liam Smith reminded me of.
0: Yes, that's a great comparison, and I mean, I appreciate the Liam Smith of the world, because I, I remember being at work, and I found out last year that he lost another fight to somebody that I didn't actually know, and uh, he, he's been on a good run ever since. Like he, he really beat up Jesse Vargas. I know Vargas was over the hill and smaller, obviously, but he, he really beat him up. He was the first to ever stop him, and I mean, he went up in weight and did what he did last night, so I'm happy for the guy.
1: Exactly. Oh, yeah, me too. Boxing won that day.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. And honestly, I'm the only person that's probably thinking this because I did not see Jaime Munguia's name tossed around at all yesterday. But at the same time, I honestly wouldn't mind seeing them running back if he's with it. Cause, um, oh, yeah, they got to yes, run that back because yeah. the way he, he did him, pretty,
1: he did him so skillless.
0: Yes, he looked pretty imposed uh fight night during uh, that fight. But, I mean. I think Liam is the smarter fighter between the two. I think that said, I think Jaime Munguia, regardless of all the negative things I can say about him, I think he's gotten better. But I think Liam Smith has gotten better since they lost fight too.
1: So well, Beefy's actually happy.
0: the um, yeah he is.
1: Chris oh, he Eubank is, is the more athletic.
0: Won. Yes.
1: You know he well, got I'm that talk, raw I'm athleticism. Talking about
0: like if he were to fight Jaime Munguia because I I think maybe he just might be able to beat Jaime Munguia at one sixty today. If
1: not I, I, I agree with that. Jaime he, Jaime, he beaten a lot of people, but he, yeah, you know, you already know how to go. Yeah,
0: he got to fight th- somebody th- with th-
1: a little bit more caliber. I
0: will say, I think that win has aged pretty well for him. But at the same time, uh, like I said the other day in Bikes and Futs, um Jaime Munguia is entertaining, but I think that's all he wants to be at this stage is an entertainer. Oh, he-
1: not to go backwards, speaking of the, the group, shout out to Frank, too. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Out, out there in Boston, yeah, Boston. The you know what the <laughs> John F. Kennedy. He sounds like JFK and the guy from The Simpsons.
0: <laughs>
1: but okay, shout dude. out to Frank, man. He's a cool dude. Beefy oh, head. His head is buff. He got a big ball head. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, he is. Sometimes you just don't know what you're gonna get with Frank. Sometimes I'll just be in the chat, or I won't be, and he'll just call me out. <laughs> yeah. well, he's cool more often than not.
1: He called me out to that, that rap uh, freestyle battle, which was a catastrophe. I don't know why he did that to himself, but hey, shout out to him. You know, well, the Oh, vanilla. Battles.
0: You guys rap battled?
1: Yes, we did. But right, right before you came in the group, me and oh, Frank had a, like a real battle. Was hey, that the? Come at me. He was like, hey, yo, yo, Darnell. Hey, yo, Darnell. I heard you was in San Francisco. <laughs> I heard you like the tranny. He was like, you
0: yeah. <laughs> know. Hairless Mark Wahlberg, up.
1: Man, I got on him. I got on him. I told him I, I, what I say? I said, um, that <laughs> on your bald head, but it'll slip off. I said some crazy stuff. You know how I get. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: hey, um, for the next question, though, not to, like, stop your story there or anything, um, I want to know, because I never knew this about you, or maybe I did and I forgot, what got you into boxing, like, 'Cause I know you boxed, uh, you trained for
1: a bit. To c- complete honestly, uh bullying. Everybody know I'm a midget, bro. I'm a short dude, you know what I'm saying? So in, in the sixth and seventh grade, it was a couple bullies they you know what I mean? And um I didn't like the way I reacted to their little get down. So what I did, there's a gym in Inglewood. I'm from Inglewood, it's called Park. Everybody from Inglewood know it's boxing at Rogers Park and it was free. But in order to get there, you got to go through the hood. I, I kind of been being mentally trained for this fighting and just, you know, being a warrior since day one. So you, you got to make it through the park to actually get to the boxing gym. So, yeah, that's that was my first time stepping in that ring. And um, i never forget it. I got dropped with a body shot by some dude. With, so I, I still don't like people with dreads to this day. To this day!
0: Hilarious. Fuck dreadheads. Like that, man. I, I hate bullying. It's, it's one of my least favorite things about society. I mean, it's probably all, oh, yeah, but
1: that, that's why boxing exists, that's why all martial arts yeah, oh, exist. Yes, Highly suggest anybody that, even if you're not getting bullied, join it just so that you can know how to defend yourself when the times yeah. comes. because the times are gonna come.
0: Oh, yeah, it will. Like, sometimes it just can't be avoided. I know there's always gonna be those pacifists, it's like, always look for your way out, blah blah blah. But I mean, well, what are you gonna do when your back's against the wall? And exactly. Knows?
1: So. Exactly. Well, yeah, I was always nice with the hands, though. Block or dodge. I used to just go stand there and just go toe to toe and just be bloody. But boxing taught me, you know, the fundamentals. Like I said, we master mastering the fundamentals. You can't you can't drop them hands.
0: See that. That's actually very interesting that you say that, because I know like some people. Have like power and all that, but they just don't know how to use it, so I thought that's what you were going to get at, but no, you actually went for like defensive and fundamental purposes
1: oh yeah it was perfect he He got caught with a couple of hot ones, and he he took it like a champ. I, I seen him bite down when he got and he kept coming forward and I think him still coming forward after Chris hit him with what he hit him with, I think it discouraged Chris because you can see the look in his eye like kind of yeah, like I think I think. He didn't want to be there no more. He didn't want to be there. You know, and Roy Jones say- didn't have nothing <laughs> Roy Roy Jones didn't have nothing to say. boy. He was looking like a little baby. He was oh, looking yeah, he sad. Was I think that
0: <laughs> I do want to say not to take anything away from Liam, I do think that the weight cut probably hurt Eubank a bit because I don't think that Chris I don't think that Chris um ever fought below one sixty eight, but I mean Liam was still the better man that night, and he's still the better fighter.
1: Yeah, but it could have backfired on him as well, because oh, yeah. Chris Eubank yeah. could have been way huger than him, and even his jab alone was kind of pushing him back.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So yeah, it, could have, it could have went either way. That's
0: like a Very good fight. Yes, and like I mentioned to you last night, um, I thought going in that Chris Eubank Jr. had a really good chin, but at the same time, like, I realized he hasn't really been up against like a pure puncher before, except for Gross, who once again I said, honestly in my opinion, dropped him to a knee twice, but neither got counted.
1: Oh yeah, Gross, Gross, yeah. definitely. Oh, I forgot one more shout out. Shout out to the five foot two Tyson Fury, you know, from Manchester. His name is Craig. He got a <laughs> black first name and a white last name. I forgot. What's his last name? Stevens, Craig Stevens, yeah, the five foot two Tyson Fury with no hands. But shout out to that man. Much love to you, brother. Give you a a a, a shadow fade and give you a, a lineup so you can actually look cool. Cause he be having <laughs> he be having that car salesman haircut. But but yeah, shout out because, to him oh, That's my boy.
0: As someone that worked in the detail shop. Well, <laughs> <today. laughs> hey, um. What got you into training though? Maybe that's a simple question. Oh, like, did uh, you well, I kept... go on.
1: Oh, shout out to my homeboy Javier. Um, uh, actually, Marino Valley Warriors Boxing Gym. We first was TP, which is the cuss word in Spanish, forget that puto or something like that. Shout out to my boy <laughs> Javier, he got the most hands I ever felt in my life got in the ring with him and he actually shout out to my boy he beat Timothy Bradley twice in the amateurs. Oh wow nice so yeah Melchard that's my dog so he actually he got me into it Um, long story short I was working at a warehouse doing some shadow boxing and he seen me like from a mile away and he's like oh you think you could box (laughs) fool and I was like yeah I'm pretty nice with the hands so he, he just squared up with me and started jabbing and um, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? With this? He's, a, he's the craziest dude i ever met. He just started jabbing me in real life, like, really trying to touch And then he just shook my hand afterwards, like, I'm just messing with you, dog. My name woo Javier. And ever since then, that's been my dog. But um, he just, yeah, he got me in there. And I just, um, I realized as a kid how impressionable you are and how certain people in your life can actually change your life, you know, and put you in a good... I had to give it a try. Shout out to Andrew Herrera. You know what I mean, AJ. Shout out to them. They they the national champions. They don't the always gonna be beasts when they get older. So shout out to the whole Riverside Lincoln Boxing Gym. Y'all already know what time it is, boy. We up in here. Y'all see me in that ring. Put your hands up. Don't even play with me. You already know what time it is. Conquest, look me up, baby.
0: I I, I hope these people hear that you're shouting out.
1: They gonna hear. It. They gonna. They know me. Okay,
0: okay that's great. But like, yeah, yeah, no,
1: they they would well, look out for him though, for real, for real. I, no, that I little age you got hands.
0: If you that's the
1: first little James kid Brown. I seen. He's seen. I, that's the first little kid I seen drop somebody with a body shot, and I'm talking about they. That's awesome,
0: man. They,
1: they got hands, stupid hands. But but you know, I mean, to you know. That's Boxing, boxing was James Tony. That's my oh, favorite yeah, boxer of all times. Right. He, he was the nicest. He was the nicest. And uh, no, um, same time.
0: A little story that I might have told you, but my audience doesn't know, is I've talked to James Tony a few times before, because he's, he's pretty active on Facebook, or at least he used to be. And um, he gave me a few, like, pieces of advice, like, from, like, how long should I shadow box, or have you ever, like, had bad moments with your trainer and thought about leaving a new gym when. In retrospect, I should have left my first coach when I asked him that, like, just because my coach kept showing lots of red flags. But that's for a different day. Like, case in point, I talked to James Tony a lot of times, and so one time when I was in uh, St. Louis, I think it was, um, my coach was at a tournament with his fighter, and uh, he got to meet James Tony, and he he brought him up, he brought him up to me, and uh, James Tony was like, "Oh yeah, I know who that is." Uh, Bring him by to see me sometime, and he's like, "Well, I can't. He lives in uh Springfield, Illinois." Blah blah blah. But hopefully, you guys get to me someday. And I mean, I still have an autograph from James Tony, so I mean, that's I I
1: that's almost a- met him. I, I almost met him. I was actually at Freddie Roach gym in Hollywood. I seen Bernard Hopkins, and um I seen yeah. You know, I don't like Pacquiao. Oh, yeah.
0: I seen I was, Manny, I was but we're kind of not respect- gonna bring up
1: the no no respect to Manny though. It's just I like him in real life. It's just like as a I'm, I'm with oh, the Mayweather no, I, side.
0: I I get that, and I also know that Freddie Roach wasn't giving you attention because he was working on Pacquiao. If I'm not mistaken.
1: Well, no, Freddie Roach just he, he got a strong demeanor. Uh, he, he his brother actually is really cool and like outgoing, but Freddie was no games. You know what I mean? And plus, I was there with somebody who who actually kicked it with Mayweather. So he was looking at us like like why are y'all? here? I mean, but I didn't know that. I just was like, whoa, hold on, bro, you got attitude. But Freddie Rush was just doing what the coach supposed to wonder why this dude from Mayweather camp is at, at my gym. But we was actually there because I had a Puerto Rican guy with me. Shout out to him. Rest in peace. Omar Henry. He was helping Pacquiao get ready for Cotto with that Puerto Rican style. You know what I'm saying? Was Shout out to Robert, Robert Gonzalez, all the Puerto Rican there.
0: Was he the one that had stomach cancer?
1: Was yeah, he was—he was on his way to being a champ too. But yeah, he died unfortunately in like two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, that's sad. But definitely, definitely look up some of his highlights. He had—he oh, yeah. had a cannon oh, yeah. for was, a right
0: hand. I, I remember you telling me about him, and I did go back and watch him. I was just making sure that I was the right guy.
1: Oh yeah, he was on his way, and he was actually cool with Mayweather. Mayweather used to let him drive his little Lambo. Oh, nice. Go, 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 give me some Gatorade. But, of course, uh, my boy be gone all day. Like, I'm about to be gone. So, yeah. He had a great life, though. Shout out to him, though.
0: Oh, with you bringing up the names that, like, you've seen in person, um, that brings me to a question I was excited to ask you. Like, who are some, like, big names you sparred with? I know you sparred with Marcusio Herrera before.
1: Oh, yeah. he He put them tips on me. <laughs> It was more a learning experience. I just like you can't really see it when you're watching the fights, but being in the ring with him, he's he's really is a a magician with them hands. He was hitting me from so so many angles. I was just really jabbing and just really blocking. I was really just trying to get him ready for his fight. He remember that last
0: fight? Yeah.
1: It was like a while ago. I forgot.
0: His last fight was Virgil Ortiz, and he got stopped in three rounds. Yeah, it was. It was that recent? Oh, wow.
1: Oh, yeah. Was it was ready. not too long ago. It was like 2017, I think.
0: Oh, no. Then this had to be before that. Yeah, I think he had
1: game. won that fight. He won the fight I was getting ready for.
0: But oh, okay. That's good.
1: I, the, the person I really got in the ring with was my boy, Javier, Um that actually was close to being pro. or any famous people with him fighting? Boy, Javier fought uh, Jose Cito Lopez, too, and he beat him, too.
0: That's that's
1: impressive. Oh, I'm telling you, my boy got the.
0: Oh, I right. hold on. I hold didn't on. felt them. Real, <laughs> real quick, a couple more things I want to say about Herrera. I remember when you told me that you got sparred. You're like, he can't hurt you though. He he couldn't even knock you out with the sucker punch if you weren't looking. Oh, oh no. no! Well, well he, he well
1: after being in there with him, it's a consistent power. Like it's not enough to sleep you, but it it's enough to break you down though. Because I was feeling overwhelmed because it was just like, bing bing.
0: That's another thing. Um, A lot of people are like, "Well, this guy that like say Devin Haney for example, because Kesekae says this. It's like, if he doesn't have power, that means he's getting he's gonna get walked down. I don't necessarily think that people without power are gonna get walked down because who really did that to Herrera? Mayweather. One person.
1: You know what I mean? No, like nobody ran through Mayweather hands. Uh, Every time he would hit somebody, it stung him. You
0: know. Yeah, had hurt hands. Well, he he had actual power, but like somebody that like generally isn't regarded as like an actual puncher, like Herrera, like nobody ever walked him down and stopped him until like the very end of his career.
1: What well, is his just different fighting styles. Things. I think his fighting style is more based off of stamina. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, and volume um, and all that.
1: Kind of like Chocolatito Lopez, like not Lopez, Chocolatito Roman Gonzalez.
0: Gonzalez. Oh,
1: excuse me. But yeah, he just he he got knockout power too. But he gonna break you down the whole fight, yeah. and you are gonna be tired. Have you ever been well, tired in the wait. ring? You know that feeling.
0: Yes, and he's that's
1: almost worse than getting whooped.
0: Skyrocketed in weight, but yeah, I agree with what you're saying.
1: Yeah. And Then I I got in there with somebody that like my brother. He hits like a cannonball. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to my brother, the MDs. You know, look him up. He's a he's oh, a yeah. coldest dude the, out he's here. On
0: Spotify people.
1: That Dracula, you gotta listen to that Dracula, boy. That's that's. I'm telling you, you you won't be denied.
0: If any of you dear listeners are listening on Spotify, go check them out and check out Conquest after this. Oh yeah, we are. We be gassing.
1: Yeah, we don't do that bubblegum rap. If you like, we 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 like to compare ourselves to Tech 9, Eminem, Brother Lynch. You know what I'm saying? And I shout out to Cook. I met Cook and I before. It's bro. It's crazy how much people I actually met, bro. I met I Tech a, 9 Brother Lynch, Crook,
0: face-to-face. I, face, um, like. I don't know if I told you this, but I had a brief conversation with Raekwon the chef the other day. <sighs> yeah, he, I mean,
1: that's, that's legendary.
0: And that's always been my favorite member of Wu-Tang Clan. He uh, posted <laughs> a pic because Raekwon's a boxing fan. I thought he was kind of just like a casual, but like I guess he's like a real boxing fan. So uh, he's like, let's talk about tomorrow's card and the – Gervonta Davis pay-per-view. I wasn't really a fan of the card, and I wouldn't really have much bad to say per se if um it wasn't pay-per-view. But I was like, I'm not buying, but I'll tune in. I only really care about the first fight because I felt everything else was a mismatch. And uh, he's like, Boots is a wolf, eh? So um, I was pretty honored to get a response from him, and uh, we had like a couple like exchanges of words from from there uh, he he gave me a 100 once i told him he was one of my top 10 favorite rappers for a while and um here's this though i've linked him my podcast and told him it'd be an honor to check it out and uh he didn't do anything after that which i understand i wasn't really upset because i knew i was kind of shooting for the stars trying to get like an a-list rapper like him to listen to my podcast and on top of that he's probably used to people sending him links whether it's a podcast or a song or an album all the time so i didn't take offense to that at all
1: Right, right. But no, it, it ain't no telling, man, he going to end up being on your podcast, even if
0: it's for five minutes. Man. I, he going to tap I, in. I hope so. And uh, about Crooked Eye, did you guys, like, talk about working together or anything, or was it just
1: like? Man, thing? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm i ashamed of how – I'm ashamed of how – but at the same time, I'm going to tell you a backstory. I seen another fam- – like, when I was, like, 12, I seen this famous dude, right? Like, as a 12 year old, oh, yo, you're the guy, you're the guy, well, you're from that one show, I'm, I'm going crazy for him. And he kind of looked at me like, like, me off. And ever since that day, I told myself, I don't care who I see, I'm gonna, like, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna give him that energy like that this time. So I seen Crooked Eye and I'm like, dog, oh, is that, is that Crooked? And I'm looking and he don't see me looking at him. And I just walk up by him and I was gonna start rapping one of his songs. He just ended up turning around and I just like, hey, man, I'm a huge fan, bro. And I just shook his hand and walked away. So I kind of regret. At the same time, I had my own promises that I made to myself like, you ain't never going to embarrass yourself again.
0: Right. I understand that. But I mean, it's still cool that you met him.
1: I um, met a lot of people, bro. Um, Even I'm when sure I met Julio's Bernard Hopkins. Listen
0: to this. Julio's a huge fan of Crooked Eye. Oh, man.
1: Shout out to Julio, man. That's my oh, dog. Yeah.
0: Shout out. That's one of my brothers. Uh, I'm excited to have him on the show. I know he's been real busy, but I wish I got the best.
1: He ain't busy. He ain't doing nothing. He's sitting at the house. <laughs> he's, he's sitting on his farm. He lives on a farm. Shout out to Texas, though.
0: Oh yeah! Shout out to Texas. I got it. I've been to Cali already. I got to come to Texas now, and I'll be back Definitely. in Cali. I loved it there, man. I think about it every day.
1: Hey, hey, Julio got some flows too. I hope if you if you can get him to rap, that'll. Be... I know actually, actually he he a diamond in the rough.
0: The thing is about Julio like, Julio has great hip hop knowledge. He listens to a lot. So I mean he. He has a lot that he could form himself off of I'm not saying like emulate people But it's like Like for example I think he a wordsmith though Oh he is?
1: I think he got away with words bro He don't rhyme oh, like, wait, yeah, like
0: Yeah 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 I don't, I don't know why it didn't just come to me I've seen him post like freestyles <laughs> Like he, does, I've never heard him rap But I've seen him like write he, he can definitely write
1: You gotta put him on the spot You gotta put him on the spot He ain't gonna do it on his own
0: I just might do it someday.
1: For sure. Oh,
0: wait. Was there ever a time – it might be a weird question, but, like, based on, like, how you said you regretted – you regretted how you approached Crooked Eye and uh, also, like, merging that with fighters that you got in the ring with, was there ever a time where you were in the same presence as someone like Bernard Hopkins or Manny Pacquiao and you were like, I wish I sparred with that guy, asked to spar?
1: I ain't um, sparring with Manny. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't get. I mean, I'm gonna have to be like on my A game to get up in there with him. He, you. I'm gonna give him his props. Manny really you. got those hands, oh, those yes, boost hands.
0: Absolutely. But um,
1: I seen Bernard Hopkins. Um, I didn't realize how big he really is. I know he was a middleweight, oh, but he was huge, bro. In person, his traps was like taking over his whole shoulder. He was buff. He was way buffer than I thought. And he just was staring me cold stare, cause you know he's from Philly. So he was looking like, Hey, what's up, homie? Who was you? <laughs> like with pure attitude in his eyes. Andre Ward the same he was a lot bigger than I thought. He was pretty huge. And he just had this this like Undertaker look on his face, just like 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 no games.
0: Was this at the same gym?
1: Yep. They was all at the wild card.
0: That's awesome, man. That really is. Not, I seen Kid I Chocolate remember.
1: there too. I seen Kid Chocolate uh floor. He like creamed this oh,
0: dude.
1: Peter nice. He P- P- he he knocked this dude out right in front of me, and his it was like the hardest thud I ever heard. Like I'm talking about his right hand, like a miniature Deontay Wilder. I'm just having a whole conversation with somebody, and I just hear dude. and I, I'm like everybody kind of turned like what is that? And by the time we looked, the other guy's body was just and he floated I was like damn. Yeah. And his dad was there. Peter Quillen got a cool ass dad. Anybody that ever met his dad knows that he he gonna crack jokes on you. He, he gonna come up to you and just start talking to you. Yeah, Shout out that that to so Darnell cool. Boone too. You know what I'm saying? That, that's oh, that's yeah, that's my Ronald dog. Boone, great guy. Close, too.
0: Yeah, he does. Um, I gotta go listen to the stuff that he sent me. Which I, oh, I, I listen listened to I his will. whole album. He he but nice. No, no, I will. I just I just got um. I don't know. I kind of dipped out of hip hop for a bit because that's all I listened to for so many, uh, excuse me, so many years. So I kind of just started listening to more soul and R and B. But yeah, I'm ba- I'm back on the hip hop stuff right now. So I'll, I'll get to his album soon.
1: So He's like, a yeah, solid very, dude too.
0: Very cool, down to earth guy. Admittedly, like the way I met him was kind of like me saying something that was kind of an insult to him, but like he was all cool about it. And,
1: uh, <laughs> Wait, I what'd said. you
0: say? Someone, uh, it was about like him and Adonis Stevenson and uh, someone was talking about, well, how could Adonis Stevenson ever be considered one of the top guys at 175? Because look at how he lost to Darnell Boone. And uh, I was like, well, look at how much worse it was when he knocked Darnell Boone out. And then Darnell Boone came like by default. And I guess Boone got like done dirty. In his contract, he claims that he signed to fight at one sixty eight, but they fought at one seventy five and all that. And um, in my wholehearted, honest opinion, I don't think that after those two fought, and Darnell Boone won, which nobody can ever take that win away from him, I don't think that he would ever beat Stevenson again. But I, that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, Stevenson well, um, was a monster. Oh yeah, he was a monster in when his home, time, man. Shout out to same,
0: him. When you're in the same gym as him, I was kind of glad when you said you didn't spar with him. <laughs> Like, dude, absolutely not,
1: I bro. I, I, I was 140 pounds. It's, I'm not. There ain't no way I'm getting in a ring with him. I if I was I
0: 200
1: pounds,
0: I didn't actually know your size, but like, yeah, I I actually kind of wonder. This is a small part of me that wonders if guys that spar him, like just punches like that, if they get paid more. Like, maybe it sounds stupid, but I. Oh you
1: no, know, his sparring is, partners. They get better. You are. The, as a fighter, the more you got to pay them for getting in that ring with you. I knew a guy that made eight eight grand just sparring. That the guy I actually was telling you about Omar my Henry, he made like eight eight bands just getting
0: in there for like
1: a get a good five six rounds. That's so
0: yeah. I'd, I'd take up that offer for that.
1: And kidding. and then you and then you're getting the best of him because he he ain't gonna go easy on you in that spot You out. Like every round and if you survive that then that tells you where your hands is at. that mean you're yeah. you ready when you get in that ring you know, debut fight so it's money to be made it's definitely money to be made in sparring training you know what i mean like you got it's, it's money to be made everywhere in boxing and even with the bets and all that everybody make sure y'all go bet for these fights
0: yeah, that fight last night actually kind of made me want to get back into betting because I mean I saw somebody say they won 350 off of oh. Liam Smith winning
1: because Smith was a under he's the underdog, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, not even just the fact he was an underdog, but I don't think anybody expected him to knock out Chris Bank early. So I mean, whoever bet on that probably made it. oh yeah, they got back paid back. seriously.
1: They laughing straight to the bank with this definitely. <laughs>
0: Hey, um, it. I know that you don't necessarily have all the time in the world to watch boxing, like maybe you used to if you ever did. But at the same time, is there any like cer- certain fights you'd like to see this year?
1: Come on, you already know. Terence Crawford need to go ahead and get in that ring with Errol Spence Jr. I don't know what's uh, the what's the haps on the situations, but it, come on, now we need that fight.
0: Yeah, we do. This year. Um, the thing is, I think it's been kind of both sides' fault. I'm not saying, like, who I think is more responsible for, like, the fight not being made. But at the same time, I do really think it's fishy that Errol Spence said he was not going to fight Keith Thurman just to go up at 154 for no belts and decide to fight Keith Thurman. That's very weird to me. very disappointing. Yeah, it is.
1: Well, I'm I'm never gonna say any boxer is afraid. No, no. ring, even to spar, you putting yourself on the line with anyone. So I'm never gonna say they're afraid. I, it it might yeah, be no. a political reason, money money reasons. You know what I mean? They probably just trying to get paid right. You know what I mean? People do get played in this sport. Remember Mike Tyson and Don King? Yes. Probably just trying to make sure they're not going out like that and get get everything they deserve, especially for a fight of that magnitude, because that could be their last fight.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I do want to say, though, since you brought up Mike Tyson, I do think Michael Spinks was straight-up afraid to get into the ring of him. Oh, That's yeah. <laughs> time.
1: Oh, well, let me ask you this. Who do you think would have won Mike Tyson versus Muhammad
0: Ali? You know what's funny? And it's somewhat of a controversial opinion of mine, but hear me out. I do think that Mike Tyson had the style to beat Ali. I, should, I really do, because, I mean, as great as Joe Frazier was, I think Mike Tyson honestly did what he did better. Because he had a better jab, more speed, more creative angles, arguably more power. I'd probably say power, because he had a a bit of a size advantage. I think. But um, that said, as legendary as Mike Tyson is, he honestly has perhaps one of the greatest lack of adjustments as a fight goes on of any pen for pen great. Because I mean,
1: that's
0: true. I I think Ali is a smarter fighter and he, more often than not, Ali's going to outbox him. Uh, He's just going to have more down the stretch and uh, really outthink Mike Tyson, but I think those early rounds are going to be really hellacious for him. That said, I do think that Mike Tyson could pull it off. Uh, I don't see him stopping Ali, but I could see him uh, maybe putting him on his back once or twice. But um, yeah, more often than not, Ali unanimous decision. But with him, like, walking away having one of his hardest fights ever if they were to fight.
1: I, I like that. I like that take. I never actually heard nobody bring up the, the – and the angles of them.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I never they, really – They need to be brought up because a lot of people, like, especially casuals, are like, he knocks out people with one punch. He has such a cool uppercut. But, I mean, there's so many things that the casual can't really, like, truly assess – like people like you and I can, and there's I don't know, like just seeing the simple aspect of it, like the KO, like how someone hits the canvas, how their head snaps back. I mean, that's cool, but seeing like the science behind it and what these fighters like Mike Tyson do to do what they do, it's just beautiful.
1: Absolutely, his, he got it, his vision, the, the way it, his accuracy was amazing.
0: It was, and another thing is, um. Oh and he he never wasted punches. I can't really recall him ever doing doing that. <laughs> I know some people have a habit of doing that. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing, I guess. But um another thing is um there's a lot of uh purists out there that are like on the Ali train in that fantasy matchup, which I mean, I'm not disagreeing with them, but
1: they it could act go either like way.
0: So, yeah, they act like it's so bad if one were to say that. I think
1: he could go either things. way. If it's a bad yeah. night for Mike, I deaf if it's a good night for Mike, he can catch Ali. He could clip him right on that chin, and um, when he, you know, it might not be a KO, KO, but when he gets up, he's gonna know. barrage him. He's gonna berserk or barrage him. So yeah, it could go either yes, way.
0: I agree. I agree, and I, I do think there's a lot of purists that underestimate Mike Tyson, but on the other hand, there's a lot of casuals that overestimate him.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, that's always the best fantasy match. You can't say anybody else. For a fantasy match, you never really hear nobody say would George Foreman have beat Mike Tyson or would you know what I mean?
0: I think he would have.
1: Keith Norton, yeah. Ken Norton.
0: Oh, Ken Norton is a legend in my city, dude. My grandma went to school with him. She showed me her yearbook with him. A, uh, yeah, her twin brother was actually his best friend. She said, Why wow, you never have told
1: me that like ever. That That's that's incredible.
0: Yeah, that's why, like, I'm not biased but i mean at the same time i don't want to say i'm proud because i wasn't the one getting in the ring but i mean it's an honor knowing like someone of the magnitude of ken norton is local to me
1: legendary
0: yes absolutely i thought he beat muhammad ali twice
1: oh he did he did fair and square He, he had his number
0: the second fight i thought that was the closest fight that was the only one i thought ali won but i mean that was my favorite of the bunch I'm, look, I'm not trying to make excuses for Ali, but it looked like he took too many rounds off in the third one. He blatantly underestimated Norton, it seemed, because he just kept talking to him. And I, I love how Ali, how Ali like got told by the ref several times to stop talking. To but, um, yeah, he was talking about this man just wants to act in movies with white women. He, he's not a... Oh,
1: the Mandingo movie?
0: Yes. Yes. And he... uh. There was, There's a video, the, the original, like, fight that I watched, like, the channel, I think it got taken down, but they added, like, pre-fight interviews, fight interviews after the fight, which was really, like, convenient, but um, there's a video of Ali saying, like, oh, I know, I lost that fight, and I do want to say I don't necessarily think everything a fighter says is true, like, because sometimes a fighter might think they lost or got a job, but maybe, in my opinion, they didn't but at the well, same what, time like that's
1: what made Ali great. his oh, losses yeah. like a champ he came back yeah, and fought him and, and, and any boxer that's listening or aspiring boxer one loss two losses three on your record it doesn't matter man as long as you have a legendary career and do your thing as, as, as best as your abilities I mean don't let the Floyd Mayweather affect boxing shout out to Floyd Mayweather for what he did Rocky Marciano all of, all of the greats but everybody not going to go undefeated it, it just depends on what it depends on who you're fighting, who's around during that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, we need to stop letting people that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And don't let that L on your record stand for loss. Let it stand for lesson.
1: Exactly. That's deep.
0: For sure. But um, another thing about, like, Ali and Norton is uh, I did read on Box Records, it's still there, is uh, Ali straight up said Ken Norton's style is too tricky for him in that he didn't. He didn't understand why the judges kept giving him the benefit of the doubt against Ken Norton.
1: Well, he did break his jaw, too.
0: Oh, yeah. In the second round. And, I mean, just <laughs> a reminder: not every fighter is just going to get a jaw broken that early and dip out. I mean, I'm not going to lie, dude. Um, a lot of fans and fighters are kind of harsh um, with fighters quitting and all that. So, like, there's a part of me that, well, good part of me that understands why like victor Ortiz dipped once his like jaw got broken against uh what's his name uh, Jose Zito Lopez who we mentioned earlier but at the same time like not everybody's built to just like get their jaw broken and like go on to fight Oh
1: definitely and then, but, then it's, it's and then it's like tingling sensation you feel if you ever got hit real hard it 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 doesn't even register ring. like you you end up blinking and you're on another side of the ring you're like how did I even get over here like that's that's extremely dangerous, and you in there with a with a no it's like nah, you gotta protect yourself sometime as a casual you know i I would say, oh, get up you 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 suck or all that, but after being in the ring, those sledgehammers to your 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 eyeball or your nose, nah you gotta you never know what they're feeling,
0: you know what's funny is um this is a very good guy, I'm not trying to disrespect him, but um, a coworker slash like friend or well-respected acquaintance, I, I guess I could say friend, given how cool we are at work, but um, he's a Javante Davis fan, and I can tell that's really, like, the only fighter he really cares about, because, like, he's overheard me talking to other people about boxing, and all he's, like, all he talks about is Javante Davis, but um, at the same time, like, I'm sure you heard, or like, I don't know if you watched the fight that Hector Luis Garcia, like, pulled out of the fight, saying, saying that he couldn't see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he's like, man, that made me mad. I don't care. They should have went twelve. Like, first yeah, off, everybody—if a, a fighter can't see, what's the point of going back out there? Man? Second off, yeah. like, how's that really a flex? I mean, I guess it's a flex that Tank was able to hit him that hard and like take away his vision. But I mean, like, if a well, everybody's, basically... not everybody's
1: not Arturo no, Gotti. Everybody's not gonna keep going. I mean, and then you never have left in the tank. You never know if they actually have a, a a a way to win this fight. Some people get injured, and then they're already getting their ass whipped anyway.
0: Yeah, and another thing like, is uh, like another thing is hold on, my brain kind of oh yeah, he's like with him saying like they should have went twelve. Like, what's to say like he wouldn't have gotten knocked out in one of the later rounds? Exactly. And, uh, exactly, because that's a that's, brain
1: a, brain that's brain. definitely a disadvantage against a skilled Tank Davis. Crazy. Yeah.
0: And a friend called me the other day, like, uh, what would you rather fight? Mike Tyson, and you got to go all 12 rounds or depression? I mean, I said depression because, A, I've seen depression (laughs) before. B, I have a bit of amateur experience. I mean, gym experience, I should say, because I never had, like, an amateur fight. And, I mean, I'm still, like... Way outsized by Mike Tyson, so I mean, yeah, he talking about okay, like in his I'm prime, making it out of the first round.
1: I don't yeah. even know if I'll fight Mike Tyson right now at 50 Man. something.
0: No, bro, no,
1: <laughs> hey, you're not gonna be able to even enjoy your money that you made. You got all that money going to the doctor.
0: I mean, if it's like a body whole shot, jaw, maybe. if it's a body that shot, body
1: shot mean, then you're gonna be on the toilet for the last <laughs> six weeks. <laughs>
0: I mean, hey, it'd be worth it. And I mean, I
1: told. Honestly, okay, gonna... let me think. Like right now with the training week, like if we were trained to, who who you think you could beat? And there's no disrespect to the fighter, just based on your style, on your endurance, on your. You, know, you think you can? Not let's not even say beat. Who you think you can hang with?
0: This is just me being confident. I do want to say maybe like anybody my size or below on a good day. That's just if I were like at my best. Um, I said it before. I think that by the time I was done with boxing, I got good. At least I finally learned because my first coach didn't teach me how to put my head on a swivel. And, I mean, dude, that, that stuff works wonders. I was able to see so much stuff coming.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: I had a I was taught a very good um, pressure fighting style because I was always a come-forward guy. The story behind that is because um I have a good chin. I've never really – I don't think I've been hurt by a punch. I've, like, respected people and just, like, blacked and stuff. But, I mean, I was never like, oh, that hurt. But um, at the same time, like, I used to just come forward because I read that everyone, like – no, no, no. I read that the safest place from a big puncher is actually – Up in his stone. chest. Yeah, so yep. I, I assumed that everybody just had power no matter who I was fighting against, so I'd just come forward, but um, I'd get hit too much. And uh, my coach uh, taught me, like, I don't know why, uh, just having the gloves, like, basically on your cheeks, kind of like how Jojo Diaz does, it makes punches so much easier to see coming. So I, I think I could have been developed into a really good fighter with um, a very good style because I, I, I always appreciate, like, the high-glove pressure fighter volume guys, Okay, who who
1: would you compare yourself to?
0: Me? Um, hmm. Well, I I tried to be like Miguel Berchel in a way. I know he had a reputation for um, getting into wars and all that. If one were to watch, uh, maybe his fight with, uh, actually, my upper body movement was never good. I mean, I could roll and slip, but I was never like one of the people that could just like. You know how like Chocolatito like turns his body like when someone throws an uppercut at him? I never could do any of that. Um, honestly, maybe Jojo Diaz. And I don't even say that as him being like one of my favorite fighters or anything because he's not. And I think I had more power than him, respectively. But that's, that's who um, I could, that's who comes to mind when you ask. How about yourself?
1: Okay, that's nice. That's, that's really nice. Um, well, I'm going to tell you what they used to call me, and this is no exaggeration. This is being completely honest. They used to call oh, me Baby that. Mayweather. Oh, nice! Because I used to Play dodge. I used to dodge every punch, bro. And I, used to, I, and once I learned that pull back, they call it the, they call it the step back pull counter, like the thing where he leans forward a little bit and you swing, oh, and yeah. he backs I, up.
0: I never mastered that.
1: Oh, bro, I had that on lock. I had it on lock, bro. Um, they used to call me Baby Mayweather because, like, my weight division. It was. It was. They hit hard at one forty, forty seven, one fifty, one four. You Hitting know, real hard. So you you can't. I couldn't just stand there and go toe to toe. No sir.
0: What was the hardest shot you ever got hit with, if you can recall?
1: My boy Javier.
0: <laughs> oh wait, you told me that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: Excuse
0: me.
1: I. Hey, he knocked me off. He knocked me in the air. I didn't fall, but I don't know what we were doing. Excuse me. I think I threw a right hand, and he threw one. Same, time his hit first, and it felt it felt like he had a sledgehammer in his glove. I'm, I was looking at his glove like whoa, and he's always he's always telling me like, man, I I got that power, whoop whoop whoop. And when you get hit with the power, it changes how you fight. Like you have this game plan, and you're so worried about one of them stones landing on you that it changes the way you you practice how how you was gonna fight this person.
0: I don't think you'd agree with this, cause I know you've been in the ring with way more fighters than me, way better fighters than me. But um, I honestly, think most people's like power was about the same. I think it just depend depended on like the individual shot. Cause, I mean, how
1: they how they landed it on you. That mean you got uh, an iron chin. The har-
0: the hardest uh puncher I've ever been in been in with um, I didn't really know how to box that well then, or at least. I think I had, like, a good idea of what to do. I just didn't know how to execute it because back then I was too, like, focused on, like, throwing punches properly rather than just actually boxing. I wanted to make sure every th- punch I threw was good or hard, whatever. Oh, so uh, see, I was part, the opposite. Oh, yeah. I, I, t- I should have I been too. Yeah, I would um, just tag you anything.
1: The kitchen sink, I'm giving
0: yeah.
1: uppercuts from weird angles, um, that, that's all that's kind of punches. punches. And I had a yeah, chin too. Not to cut you off, but I, it ain't it ain't that I didn't have a chin. It's just that the way I, the way my coach seemed to me, he told me he wanted me to more be defensive. And I just took that and ran with sense.
0: it. Yeah, that makes sense. And um,
1: dropped though. I I never got dropped. I never got I never got any eye swollens or anything. Um, I, I used to dodge a lot of punches
0: since uh, the guy that I'm i'm referring to his name is tay uh since i had like no fight iq then and like i don't know he did hit hard and it wasn't necessarily like i was hurt i was just like you know what i don't know what i'm doing in there i might get hurt or i just anticipated his power i'd say so i I admittedly pulled out of the session i mean i got better even while i was at that gym even though like i learned a lot more in my other one but um the best shot I ever took was uh, my sparring partner in my last uh, gym. His name was Alex. and I, He hit me in the liver one time, and um I didn't go down or anything. I was just, like, moving, and then all of a sudden, I couldn't breathe for, like, 10 seconds. Man, that ain't no joke. All, all I did was hold on. I, I made it out the round I was fine, but I was like, wait, what the hell? I finally got hit with one of those. It was crazy.
1: I used to have a pretty strong stomach, though. I mean, you you had you had to hit me on the chin for me to feel it.
0: Oh no, my my body was fine, but I mean that liver. I don't know if anybody's safe from that liver. from the liver. <laughs> yeah, my that's true.
1: Work, but... <laughs> that's definitely true, but man, yeah, just just shout out to boxing for even existing, man. This yes, is
0: right,
1: one of the most amazing sports ever, and it's not so scientific to all the casuals. Like it's so much more going on than just. Hit him it, 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 once you really get into the science of it, it it's truly really amazing. Yeah, I agree. Um, like, like, I like Andre thing, Ward. Right? Like, I'm gonna bring up Andre Ward. A lot of people feel how they feel about him. I do some Dragon Ball Z type stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, he was incredible.
1: He was incredible. He was he nice. Was
0: one of the first people that got me interested in boxing because um i watched the first creed movie which is an awesome movie i watched that before um i was interested in boxing and i mean my mom's not a boxing fan at all but um her boyfriend at the time scott wanted to watch the movie so she was down to watch it and uh i remember the scene when uh creed's in the gym and uh andre ward's character is like all right i'm next and uh my friend scott was like Oh, that dude's a badass. He's undefeated. Blah blah blah. And uh, surely enough, soon after that, I ended up buying uh, Andre Ward versus Sergey Kovalev too. And I mean, since I I'm a late bloomer to boxing, it's one of my favorite like boxing experiences. is seeing him uh, stop Sergey Kovalev after so many people are saying that Kovalev is gonna get revenge.
1: And that was from Rocky, that was from Rocky Bob boy Bob boy type sh- scenario right there. That, that was it he was. got didn't he get dropped that fight for
0: the first time he did.
1: He got dropped the first time and came back and and put them tips on him. I mean, the first fight was controversial. I'm going to give Kovalev. Pretty controversial.
0: I think it could go either way. I think think anybody that says either one more than seven rounds is lying. I saw a card on an app that I'm on the other day that someone made that only had Andre Ward winning two rounds, which was really weird because I kind of thought he had that second half in the bag.
1: He came back, he rallied back. He did. Yeah, he but you yeah. right, He could have went in. It's just up to the judges at that point.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean Andre Ward showed that he was the greater at making adjustments between the two and I mean that showed in the second fight as well.
1: He he was nice with the hands. I I've seen him in person. Like he's a calculated, he's very calculated. He's like a he ever played any fighting video games? He's the guy that's not going to do anything that's going to leave himself open. He's going to wait for you to make a mistake, and he's going to break you down. And he, we, we hate those type of guys in the video game world. And maybe that's why he gets that that energy that people give him, because he's not about to sit there and throw no wild punches. He's not going to leave himself open. He's going to do what he got. Shout out to him. He undefeated.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, a lot of people think that he was trying to avoid better Betterbeef and uh, Dimitri Bavol and them guys. But, I mean, when I saw he, that he said that he's retiring because he's just not feeling it anymore, that I mean, what's the point? Because I mean, if a, a fighter is not feeling it anymore, they're just going to take senseless damage. Exactly. And even totally and he did, better. and
1: he he did enough to be uh, enough to. There's yeah. people that did less than him that got more credit in in life. I gotta say, so he
0: is uh, probably my favorite uh, boxer turn commentator of this era. Because I mean, Bradley's. Too much of a hater for me i mean sometimes he's <laughs> on point but he's that dude just loves to yell and cuss and uh hey that's
1: my boy yeah know. he do be saying some off the wall stuff like he be trying to, you know what he be trying to be the black version of teddy atlas that's what but he t- can't nobody do it like teddy because i remember i yeah, heard bradley say no. something like yeah he got to pull his pants up like what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> he said some weird stuff bro it's like water all over your body you know you got to just be slippery <laughs> like, bro, what are you? You gotta step it up. But oh, you know, I to like be Bradley though,
0: because I was his trainer. You, you know, I like Bradley though. That's my dog, though. No, I like, I like Bradley. A lot of people hate on him. I saw someone today like, uh, Bradley needs to stop talking about Errol Spence and Javante Davis before he gets slapped. Like, the dude's a commentator now. What do you think these guys are gonna do? Make him come out of retirement and? Fight him. I heard that Tim Bradley spars. I don't know how true that is, but that is probably-
1: and he ain't gonna get. They ain't gonna sleep him. They can't. If if Pacquiao didn't sleep him, they not gonna sleep him.
0: Yeah, or Provodnikov. I think Provodnikov has a lot more power than Spence or. Uh,
1: Absolutely, the, uh, Ruslan anything. Provodnikov. That was the best fights I've ever seen.
0: Oh yeah, that fight was amazing. Um, Provodnikov was kind of like a stereotypical. Uh,
1: Russian I must yeah. break you. Yeah, he was. But he was tight though. He he was he no, was he one dimensional. Dude had a lot of heart. That's how Bradley was able to do what he did. He was one dimensional.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't really understand why people say that um Provodnikov won that fight. Uh he did get the knockdown. He arguably scored one in round 2, I think it was. But I mean Yeah, but he still wasn't. But Bradley
1: but was to so that. He yeah, he Bradley landed
0: one like eight or nine rounds and yeah he was he was don't, he was, people he was tagging him. Up, people don't bring up the fact that the ref went to on um, providing the corner a few times like hey are you going to come out and keep boxing or do you think you've had enough
1: exactly i remember i remember the police was just so happened to be in my apartments <clears throat> checking on somebody and they heard my household and i was like Rah! i was screaming at the top of my they actually <laughs> knocked on my door like are you all right and I was like, "Look!" And he he just watched like ten minutes of it with me, just standing at the door, like this is a crazy fight, dude.
0: That's awesome, actually.
1: <laughs> I'll be no, you know me. I'll be I'll be turned up for these fights because oh, I live vicariously.
0: Um, you, I'm sure you saw that video of me getting all crazy when uh, Jamal Trello <laughs> hit Brian Castano in the second fight.
1: He's jumping up and down like. <laughs>
0: Um, when Deontay Wilder dropped Tyson Fury twice in the fourth round of their last fight, I just kept yelling, OMG, like actually (laughs) saying it out. I don't really like to say it out loud, but I just did. It was an in the moment thing. I just kept yelling it. And my friend Dennis was like, dude, calm down. People are going to call the cops.
1: Well, you know, I know Julio ain't going to like this, but Wilder is a Hall of Famer. I don't care what anybody say, man. He's a Hall of Famer
0: oh no julio is about to disown you dude
1: <laughs> he's the Hall the Famer, bro
0: dude i gotta say um a lot of people say that like someone's fighter excuse me someone's power can be debunked based on their competition but i think i think when it comes to like heavyweights that doesn't stand the case as much i mean to a degree yes but i i do think there's Maybe not a fighter with a single right hand as hard as Deontay Wilder. Nah, up. nobody. Because I, I mean, don't think so. There's one thing with like, it's one thing to just like stop a bunch of people or like stop them early and all that, but like he like makes people's eyes roll up in the back of their head, gives them seizures and stuff. Like that's not something that just like your average hard puncher.
1: Okay, and, okay, and look at Tyson Fury. How, look how skilled Tyson. Much times he didn't got dropped by that
0: man. You know, it's funny. You know, it's really funny. Is a lot of people. I'm not saying Deontay Wilder's like a wizard at all. I do think he's good at timing people and not uh, countering all that. I mean, tie that in together, sure. But um, that said, it's funny how so many Tyson Fury fans, because there's people like Craig that say he's the GOAT, some of these fans will say that Deontay Wilder can't buy. But I mean, why has he dropped Tyson Fury?
1: He went he 12 rounds with him.
0: Yeah, why is he, he dropped him 200. four times? Why is he dropped him four times if he can't box?
1: He, he probably was hurt for a lot of those rounds, so that, that's that's yeah. giving credit to his endurance.
0: Oh yeah, Tyson he, he stood Fury, there. I don't think Tyson Fury has necessarily. I mean, it's good. I don't think he has like a rock hard chin because I mean he's dropped been dropped by, like. Non punchers, but he has one of the best recoveries I've seen in recent years. Oh, he was an Undertaker.
1: That was a real life version of Undertaker right there. I give credit to Tyson Fury. Yeah, I him. really,
0: I do. I'm not trying to make excuses. I do think it would be interesting if uh, the fourth round, like, if maybe the second round, the second knockdown happened when there was a minute left in the round instead. Maybe, maybe just maybe we would have saw a different fight.
1: Yeah, but I mean, but, Wilder is like that. Goes back to what we said about the losses. Wilder. As long as he no, come back not. and do Actually, what he you know does,
0: what? you know what, bro? I do find that Anthony Joshua fight as intriguing as ever. Even a fight, they, yeah. Neither of them has a title, but at the same time, like, it's a good crossroads bout. I'm not saying that they need to retire, like, when excuse me, losing needs to retire because that's not true. But I mean, they've had a few losses. They've expanded their resumes and like fought good people ever since. Like, why not fight? And I could see that fight going either way.
1: And then for the people that say he don't got skills and and oh I'm, and I'm gonna train them, getting online saying they're gonna train Wilder and all, man that's clout. Show up to the gym and go up in there and face to face it and some moves or something. You know what I mean? Like he told you his story. He said I didn't start boxing at seven. I started boxing at nineteen years old to help my daughter. So the greatest skills skill set there is but i mean i feel like a lot of these boxers is fake for that i feel like they they clout chasing cuz i if me personally yeah, i agree if i was an ex champion i would have been at his gym just being real with you he he did remarkable things and it's like you can only make him better i would have pulled this is how you this is how you do a poor counter this is how you got to block and you got to throw your jab more you know what i'm saying you got to actually stick the, the jab
0: another friend that's a, ca- a total casual uh was like Imagine if Customato trained him. I mean, Customato didn't really teach a style that would suit Wilder. I don't think.
1: Nah, complicated. All, Very complicated.
0: Wilder's too big and too long. long what well, they got to put Mike Tyson style in too. Like, like, like they,
1: these fighters are huge. Like this generation watch. of boxers, heavyweights are entirely you know,
0: huge. Funny. Is uh. Dear listeners, I have a very special Joe Lewis episode on the way soon, but that said, with me watching Joe Lewis, I do wonder, like, because Lewis was, even though the heavyweights were smaller back then, he was pretty big. I do wonder if, like... He was wide. Yeah, he, he was. His legs were huge, dude. I wonder if he'd be able to, like, with today's, like, nutritioning and, like, gym equipment, if he could get himself up to, like... Not Wilder's size. Well, I mean, Wilder is pretty light for a heavyweight. Maybe he could get himself up to like 220,
1: 230 maybe. That power, it would have been, it would have been crazy seeing him hit people. Oh yeah, two thirty.
0: The thing is, um, devastated. I had already seen his career before, but years and years ago. But um, with where I'm at on Joe Lewis's career, um, he everybody he's been knocking out is like below two hundred. But then he fought like. Buddy Bear, who was 250. Huge. And, uh, a, yeah, a giant. And he just like knocked him all over the ring. Actually, he, he fought Tony Galento, who was very short, but uh, was like 270. And Joe Lewis put him in the air. F-
1: that, floated that answer, him. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Honestly, dude, um, I don't know what it is about Alabama. Some must be in the water because like three of the greatest right hand punchers ever came out of there. There was. Wilder Shavers and Lewis. I don't know what it is.
1: They country boys, man country boys hit hard they, they they haul horses and hay around and work on railroad tracks, man, you know what I'm saying like country boys hit hard yeah
0: they they, they, they mean, real there's, strong. There's obviously the type of power that one's born with, like the Julian Jackson type power that I think all those guys had, but um Ernie Shavers said that he believes a lot of his strength came from working on a farm. <laughs>
1: Oh, natural stuff. Natural stuff, man. My, my boy Javier family come from a long line of horse handlers and stone builders and stuff like that. So, yeah, them hands of stone is your environment. Because, cause, OK, you can teach a person a box that has zero power, zero hands. But for a person that already comes from a long line of just strong people... Yeah, that's that's that 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 amplifies the the power in the hands and the timing <clears throat> like a uh, Roy Jones. Do you think he was just a, a, the the best athletic dude? Like do you think he could have actually learned a little bit more defense and all that? I think he just yeah, had athletic prowess.
0: Absolutely he could have. He would have I mean,
1: lasted way longer
0: cuz I mean it showed after he went down after the Ruiz fight.
1: Exactly. I mean, losing all that
0: muscle, I think that really took a lot out of his um athletic abilities. I mean, the power was still there. Roy always had.
1: It oh yeah, won. and it's not to take away from Roy, man. He he's one of oh, the greatest
0: no. of all times. Absolutely. I just
1: I should have been like, all right, you got this athletic stuff unlocked. I mean, let me let's implement this into your game plan. Let's implement this head movement, this body yeah, movement. He could, this, you know mean? Real,
0: he could have been the real best ever. He was exactly. It's kind of like an anime character. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I would. Yeah, definitely. He he hit me. He hit him so fast and
0: with so much power. That it was crazy. And like, look at James Tony. You will never hear me say that Roy Jones was a better boxer than James Tony. But I mean, he still like nearly shut him out. Yeah, he
1: won him. that fight. But
0: yeah, no, James Tony was
1: one of the best I ever watched boxing.
0: Yeah, and same thing with Bernard Hopkins. I mean, Hopkins has that that win over him in that horrible rematch. But I mean, he wasn't better than Bernard Hopkins either. It's just, he was that gifted.
1: Yeah, definitely. Any way you can get it, get it. You know, if, if your power is, if your expertise is power, then exploit that to the fullest. If your expertise is speed, you got to do what's, what you got best. You know what I mean? Any boxer.
0: Yeah, for sure. Technique, what this-
1: whatever it is.
0: Agree, but um, at the same time, it's good to like really try and touch on all aspects. Like, look at Khan. That dude was like so ridiculously fast. He could just like win basically every round against like. He was like an
1: anime character too.
0: Yeah, pretty good fighters. But I mean, once he got hit, we know what would happen then.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a, I laughed a little bit, but nah. Who did he fight though? He was fighting the best people. Yeah, he was. I mean, he only got knocked was, out when he fought people
0: no, like Carnello. I do want to say like, come that on he's now. not... Um, I don't want to say he's unskilled, but his offensive angles get kind of repetitive and predictable at times, but at the same time, I'm not in there. I've never seen his speed like in person obviously, so I know it's a lot. Well, things. they say
1: don't back straight up. You, you got to come out at an angle. <clears throat> you got to use the side door as Teddy
0: Allen.
1: Yes. Teddy would say. You can't go through the front door and do out the back door. You got to go through the side door. And he didn't yeah. do. He did come straight back. He he had that bouncing, dude, and he would come straight back. He kind of fought like Manny Pacquiao, except his, with his less power.
0: Pretty horrible, honestly. Like, <laughs> pa- Pacquiao, um,
1: he gonna block
0: at least. Oh people, all, yeah, people always talk about. And dude, I really hate this when people try to diminish Pacquiao's legacy, like he sucks because he got knocked out, or like. How could he get knocked out if he's so good? Well, the dude had a really good guard. After um, the first fight with Morales, he caught a lot of punches. Uh Sometimes he'd get his head on a swivel and get under people too. So Oh
1: yeah. Um, Marquez, just that dude, man. He just had him that night. He he been practicing that move over yeah, and is. over again. Hey,
0: that question I asked you this morning, and once again, I always excuse me. I already recorded. This already with uh, that one fan I saw say that would beat Pacquiao one thirty five. And I also forgot to add, dear listeners, Javante Davis has zero good performances at lightweight. Sure he's won all of them officially, but he never looked good at one thirty five. But I I say that to say this, Darnell. The dude referred to Javante Davis's timing as perfect and said that would be a reason why he would knock out Manny Pacquiao, but
1: Adrian Broner got good timing.
0: He does, and also Marquez is arguably the best counterpuncher ever because of how like dangerous he was. If a fighter were to open up, it was always a risk. As my friend Tanner said, I don't want to steal his words, but it took him forty two rounds to finally time that bomb perfectly. Exactly. So for him, that, for him to say Javante Davis has perfect timing and is going to KO Pacquiao because of that it sounds weird he shown nothing to show that he has better pa- excuse, me, excuse me better timing than someone like Juan Manuel Marquez it's weird
1: that's that's I, that's that's out um i don't know how tank would have defended against his angles <clears throat> i don't know how yeah, he because Pac- pacquiao is going to land on you i don't care if you mayweather yes. i don't care if you who you is he's going to land a bomb on you and the question is how you going to react to that once you get hit with it I have really seen him respond too well. Remember when Cruz hit him a couple of times, and it was like,
0: "Whoa, yeah. whoa!" I thought Cruz landed like the more telling shots of the fight. Straight and
1: up. Tank is there to be hit. You feel me? He he get hit by everybody. he fights. I thought fights.
0: he had good defense at 130. Like he was good at and flipping the uh, shots Hit
1: you with three bombs. He gonna hit you with that yeah. first one, and the two more are coming. The, the same uh, velocity. People, like
0: nah, bro. I. Manny Pacquiao was one of the first people whose careers I, like, watched and reviewed. I have an episode on him coming eventually, but another thing about Manny Pacquiao is uh, a lot of his, like, a lot of his naysayers kind of just write him off as basically the ultimate amateur fighter, meaning, like, get in, land, like, three shots, get out, but no, like, like I said, he had defense, like you said that, too. He had a jab, which nobody really talks about. Um,
1: And those three shots are coming from three different angles.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You in your nose, the second one is hitting you under your chin somewhere.
0: And the like next Pacquiao had kills
1: with those torpedoes. The
0: next three had the next three that he'd throw after that were gonna come at different angles too. So
1: exactly. So I I, I like Tank Davis. I favor him over Pacquiao, but Pacquiao would have dogged him. He would have won. Yeah,
0: I agree. And I, I appreciate that. I mean, that's not like to shame Davis by saying he didn't beat someone. Nah, Pacquiao
1: world. one of the greatest, man. He's one of the greatest of all time.
0: And another thing I want to say about him is I do think it's kind of – because I know you're a Mayweather guy, and I, I do agree that Mayweather's like the greater fighter between the two, but at the same time, the people that are like, oh, I'm Mayweather, Pacquiao sucks because he got knocked out. He lost the fight. It's like, what does that make Mayweather for being a fighter that sucks?
1: Exactly. Nah, nah, nah. I think Mayweather just used what he had. You know, they say he got hurt in the fight. He don't – like, Mayweather is really good at not showing pain. He's really good at
0: recovering. But,
1: Manny he caught I him with that thought, left hand.
0: Because um, Mayweather is uh, very hard-headed. Um, and we, we haven't seen him hurt too many times. I kind of thought uh, Pacquiao went into some effect in round four, actually.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: And, uh, oh, wait. Oh, I had a question, but you already answered it. Um, do you have like a specific style that, uh, you'd say is your favorite to watch? I would assume the defensive kind.
1: I like watching James Tony.
0: I like watching
1: Terrence Crawford, <clears throat> I love seeing him fight.
0: Oh yeah, I love seeing Crawford.
1: He he's explosive. He's he 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 could counter you. He can jab you. He could box you. Like I, I'm a big fan of, but
0: yeah, he's arguably the most uh, complete guy today.
1: Yeah, most definitely. But I like everybody. I like seeing even the people that's not big names. I, I watch I watch ESPN. Shit, I, I like I like yeah, seeing it, man. I, like I, I I even like Haney. I know y'all. <laughs> I know y'all...
0: No, but I, I don't necessarily like to watch Haney fight, but the respect I have for him is incredible. I think he's
1: only going to get more. I would pick Haney over Shakur, and that's just my opinion.
0: I mean, I could see that. He certainly has, like, the size advantage because, I mean, Shakur is big, but, I mean, Haney's a big lightweight. He's the bigger guy. Than... he's
1: only 21 years old, bro. He... Too so, they both it's going to be a pick and fight with them. They both can can yeah, max is. each other out,
0: and I'm sure. You but style, session. I like session awesome.
1: style wise though, I like Haney because Haney he executes he just everything is he do textbook fighting too. Because jab pop, he do that one, two, he do a couple uppercuts, but he he like he fights like how a coach would tell you how to fight,
0: yeah, and he has like some of the best like in ring discipline. Today,
1: exactly, that's what I like about him.
0: Yeah, that, I like that too. I mean, you got to learn power, everybody. Oh, power, power hard,
1: and he got pillow fist. But look at Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury wasn't hitting that hard, as big as he is. He didn't start really koing fools until he went to uh to the, the crunk gym.
0: The thing is about Haney, which I saw him do this back to back against um, well, not back to back, but um, two fights apart against Gimbo, which honestly, in my opinion. That was one of the worst fights I've ever seen in my life against Gamboa. <laughs> Seriously, I hated that fight. Uh, and it's mostly because Devin Haney was like, I'm going to destroy Yuri because It's going to be worse than what club dude. Uh, I hated it, but no, seeing what he did against Gamboa and then later against Diaz, he had a round against each of them where he like unloaded. He hit them with a lot of power shots and uh he never seemed to hurt either, but he had like a very lopsided end in his favor. But after that, yeah. seeing that he couldn't hurt them, instead of just like coming back out and adding on to that momentum, he just like went on cruise control with the jab. With so, yeah, he did.
1: He do, he do, do not that not from time to time.
0: I'm not trying to hate on him. Like, do what you got to do to win. But I mean, I just thought it was disappointing. And like you said, like. Maybe he just needs to learn how to use his power, and maybe it's just going to develop as he gets older.
1: I think it's going to develop. I think he could be taught as well.
0: Yeah. A lot of people say that punchers uh, are born, not made. And, I mean, like I said earlier, there's always going to be, like, the type of unteachable power where you're just giving everybody a seizure, or putting everybody out cold. But there's always going to be, like, ways to, like, learn, like, TKO power, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like Liam Smith has been knocking out people ever since his last last loss, and a lot of people say he didn't have power.
1: (sighs) He sure had power yesterday.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he did. (laughs) If if Eubank wasn't this this is a sport. People people
1: fail to realize this is a sport. You only you only gonna get better if you practice. You only gonna get better. Same with Andre Ward. He wasn't a knockout artist. He knocked out a knockout artist.
0: My uh. I don't know if I told you this. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I told you this or if you heard it on my episode with Tanner, but my first coach, like, he taught us how to be amateurs. I mean, not that that's bad per se, but he taught us how to be amateurs, not like boxers for the long run, you know, because all he wanted was like flashy, speedy combinations. He didn't care about power, but like my other gym, and sorry, (laughs) listeners, if I talk about my gyms too much, saying my other gym, all that, but. My, my other coach, uh, he taught me, like, power drills, and they're so necessary, like, throwing, like, uppercuts as hard as we could at, like, an aqua bag for a whole minute straight. Like, I appreciate stuff like that because, I mean, it's one thing to just throw a punch with all your might, but being taught how to throw the same punch with all your might over and over again, different.
1: Oh, yeah, that muscle memory kick in too. As soon yes, as you, you, you get it. You're gonna naturally just kick in the uppercut, bow,
0: yeah. For gonna sure. be and he also taught us like speed drills, so I mean, being able to merge those, yeah, balance I, that,
1: that's how you become unstoppable, that's how you yeah. become your best version of yourself.
0: And even if Haney doesn't develop true punching power, I mean, he could always still hit somebody with a shot they don't see coming because I mean, he's good, and he has the talent and the speed to do such a thing.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, man! I think Haney's gonna be nice. I think, personally, I think he's gonna be the nicest one out of all of three in the future. But if he is, you gonna you gonna mark my words on this podcast though. So Haney got no, potential like a muff.
0: He has a real shot. Um, not that I'm wishing bad on either of these two because I'm not, but I I wonder who's gonna lose first between him and uh Shakur if they do.
1: And then yeah, it's the chin.
0: Each
1: we gotta see how that chin feels when it when it gets touched.
0: I think uh you and I could agree that Davis and Ryan Garcia are no matter if they fight each other next, they're both more likely to lose than those two guys.
1: Oh yeah. Well yeah, Tank is on the he's on the road too, the biggest fights, man. I mean I personally thought he just started fighting really big names. You well, know, and I think he could fight 20 even 20, more big names.
0: I thought that Pedraza win was fantastic for him, but he just seemed to regress ever since. I mean, yeah, he's getting back on track. He's he's fighting, like, solid, recognizable names, but he's not fighting, like, A-list, pound-for-pound names. In my it's life.
1: almost that time to me.
0: Yeah. A fight, with, a fight I want to see him take, and I'm really disappointed that he went and he grabbed a secondary belt just a to just remind the... Regular WBA doesn't hold as much weight as a super WBA, but I was really disappointed that he jumped up, took that belt, and then moved down. Like I'm not a 140 pounder. I just did that for fun. I did want to see him against Subriel Matias. Okay, I don't
1: know. I'm, I'm gonna sound like a casual. I don't know who that is right
0: no, now. No, that's a, that's okay. Um, Subriel Matias just kind of started making waves. Um, I'm not saying this like it's a flex because it's not cool. I wouldn't wish this on any fighter. He was that on one guy on top rank that. Gained uh, some traction on his name because he killed a fighter on accident. Dang. The guy that Buddy McGirt was training. Oh, okay. Yeah, that guy, Um, he's not necessarily the most fundamentally sound, but he's awkward. He keeps coming, throwing punches from various angles. And uh, What's funny is Sabrina Matias has stopped every last one of his opponents. He has a decision loss, but he came back and knocked the guy out in his last loss Um. Matias has never straight up, like, put someone down for the count. You could look on his record, but everybody's been stopped by the ref, or his last three people, I think, ever since, like, that tragic incident, and, I mean, even that fight, too, his last four guys have been pulled out by their coaches.
1: Mm, mm, mm. I'm going to have to check him out.
0: Yeah, and it's not that I wanted – it's not that I think he's a better boxer than Javante Davis, because I don't think so, but – Seeing like the susceptibility that Tanks no, has to volume and uh, I don't want to say speed because Sabriel's not really that fast, but just like the susceptibility he has to like combination punching and uh, angles, and on top of the fact that Sabriel Matias hits hard and is bigger, I think he could have him down.
1: Definitely, we gotta definitely put that on the list, there to see them fight, <clears throat>
0: yeah, for sure. Um, I love Mike, he's hilarious. Good guy, but um, I think we all know that he kind of overdoes it with tank at times. Uh, he says that he's the king of one thirty-five, <laughs> or will be after Garcia. But at the same time, Devin Haney's the one that's undisputed.
1: Haney got a little bit bigger names too, though.
0: Yeah, he does. Um, I mean, sure that Javante Davis has like. Leo Santa Cruz and all that, but that was a very
1: astericky name. Just because I mean, shout out to Leo just, though. I met I met Leo. Yeah. I met Leo and his and his big. He got a brother that looked just like him, but no. Um, Cambosos though. I think Cambosos got 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 a, got a name.
0: That. Yeah, he does, and I mean, even if he's gonna be like a one hit wonder, I mean, the dude was still pretty good. I mean, he was. Good he still
1: was a big that. threat for Haney.
0: He, yeah, he was.
1: And he compared to the threats that Tank Davis fights. Like, Leo, my dog, but Leo wasn't that big of a threat to him. He would have won by points. No, he wasn't. If he won, he would have won by decision. But let's keep it real. Camboso was about to sleep, Haney, if he would have landed that right, right hand?
0: You think so? I think that I, he, yeah, he he was swinging, he was swinging hard. the thing is, I think he has, like, the sneaky power. Because, I mean, he doesn't have the knockout record of a puncher. But I know that doesn't always mean anything like, look at Jamal Charlo, Darnell Boone, but at the same time, like...
1: Nah, that's exactly what... Sneaky power. That's exactly what it was. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think he had, like, one-hitter-quitter power just because I kind of thought, and I'm not saying you per se, a lot of people were overestimating his power due to, like, him getting him knocked down against Lopez. The power was there, but Haney still took it well. Yeah, that's true. Like, That's, that's, that's a good thing. But, hey, man, um, I know we both got things to do. It's been an honor having you on here. Hope you come back soon.
1: Definitely, bro. It's been uh, an honor hey. for me, man. You already know. you family to me,
0: bro. Oh, yeah. You're definitely my brother. Oh, wait. One last request, if you don't mind. And if it's not too much hard for you, if you turn it down, I, I respect it. You think you could spit some free bars for us real quick?
1: Um, You want me to freestyle or you want me to uh, say just either, say acapella? Either or. Either or. I turned on the beat right now. Give me one second. While i don't play that, do going to put me really? on the spot. <laughs>
0: yeah, the
1: I'm going to some freestyle, you tell me. And this is me. I ain't ready for it or nothing. This ain't scripted.
0: I mean. Uh, yeah, I think you got that done on Pat. I could, I could never freestyle off the top of my head like that. I mean, there was times where I got lucky. But not.
1: All right, for sure, for sure. You got, you got me. You got me on the spot, though. Let me, let me see. I'm getting a little intimidated.
0: You could do it on acapella if you want.
1: Nah, that's better with the beat. I got you. All
0: right, cool.
1: But I'm looking right now.
0: Well, once again, guys, go check out Conquest and the MDs. Hey, sure? They uh, made you know, a little movie to the MDs. A very, very short movie. Like, very entertaining. You know, and the could be oh, no way you picked this. You yeah.
1: I'm A. Hey. We're going to oh see. All right, it's a little slow for me. You know how I spit. <clears throat> yes. Check it. Yo. It ain't no stopping. Your boy Conquest, chilling with Addie. We talking boxing. Anybody wanna learn a lesson? Step up. With the left hand, the right hand to fuck you up. Didn't cuss, but I can do that. Knock your ass blue black. Conquest with the tank flow. How he do that? I the sick shit. The venomous is hit him with this hit. Uppercut. Left hook, nigga. You getting hit, bitch. I forgive me for the words I spit. I spit the cuss words now. And hits. I come through with the lyrical flows that can't stop them, conquest, uppercut them, I gotta drop them, hit them with the left with the right, content requests, I already told you, like a frisbee, they come back to me, spit it, I'm in the factory, <laughs> creating these boxes that don't wanna come after me. Knocking them out. Knocking them out. On the floor. y'all, Floyd Mayweather. I give him some more. I come through. Toe to toe. We can do this shit. Any day we do it. Hit him when I meditate like I'm a Buddhist bitch. Listen this. 36 Chambers. You in danger. In the ring with a killer. A Green Ranger. Rest in peace to him. I bring the beef to him. Y'all don't want to go to war, man. I eat the beef to him. Come on.
0: Hey, well, shout out. <laughs> Rob, oh, the most underrated West Coast artist of today. I put my life on the <laughs> guys. Please, go, please go listen. One more... one man, respect,
1: man. I appreciate that, bro, bro.
0: Yes, absolutely. But it's it's been a pleasure having you on.
1: So, bro, we gonna do it again.
0: Absolutely, we will. Yes, we will. Because I'm just getting started with this. Oh
1: yes, sir. I agree. Agree, man. We'll take
0: out to the family. Busy. Good night.
1: All right, for sure.